Design Pickle is a big supporter of everything on Seminary. If you haven't heard, they are a flat rate, unlimited use graphic design service helping churches across the nation. We're a proud client of theirs and love how they help us make social media graphics and those downloadable PDF article summaries that we've been sending out. Even if you have a designer, you need to check them out. To learn more, visit designpickle.com forward slash churches. On that same page, you can watch a totally free 30 minute video of me and the founder of Design Pickle talking about modern church marketing and of course pickles welcome to the unseminary podcast are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further faster have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world hey you're not alone join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary buckle up and let's get started with this week's unseminary podcast everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad uh, you've decided to tune in today uh, and you're going to be rewarded for this. I've been really looking forward to this conversation today. We've got Phil Christensen from Canvas Church. This is a great church from the great state of Montana. So glad. I was saying to Phil before the call, I think this is the first guest after 200 episodes of someone from Montana. So uh, excited to have you on the show today, Phil. Why don't you tell Thank us you. Uh, about your church and about your role at the church? Yeah, um, so I've been at the church for about four years, and it just it's been a rocket ship ride the whole time I've been here. It's been awesome. I, I got here about four and a half, four years ago, and at the time, it, the lead pastor had just gotten here, and the church was about 500 people. And at 500 people, it was declining. It was a church with a choir and orchestra, and it just wasn't reaching its community. So uh, pastor Kevin, the lead pastor, came in and said, let's change things up. Let's create tension. Let's introduce tension so that we can propel the mission forward. And so uh, from there, it's just been, like I said, a, a rocket ship. We've grown from about 500 to uh, we had 2,900 last weekend in oh the course goodness, of wow. four years. Oh, my goodness. And, that's incredible growth. Yeah, it, it's it's been fun. And we're adding gatherings and uh, meeting people. Uh, this last year, we grew by 641 people wow. year over year, and we had 646 salvations in the same time period. So oh, that's amazing. I, we're reaching people. They're coming. They're sticking. They're getting saved. Um, so for us, that's that's kind of mission accomplished. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's been a, a wild journey to get from there to here, but it's fun and doesn't show any sign of slowing down. That's amazing. That's that's really, really cool. The yeah. um, you know, so obviously a lot of churches that are listening in were like, wow, that's uh, they would love to tell that story of like they're flatlined at that. We have a lot of churches in that five, six hundred, six, seven hundred range. I'd love okay. to pick that apart a little bit and understand sure. some of that. So, you know, Absolutely. what would you say, you know, what have you kind of focused on or what has changed at the church? What were the tensions that you created mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. as leaders at the church to help see some of that growth take place? Absolutely. You know, the the single biggest contributing factor, if I had to put it on one thing, would be uh, vision. That mm -hmm. Pastor Kevin came with a renewed vision that was just laser sharp. And it, we as a team kind of collaborated, put some words to it. Um, and it's creating opportunities for people to experience God in a life-changing way. Mm -hmm. uh, it, that's a sentence that you'll hear daily. Every day that we're here, everything we do runs through that filter. And mm -hmm. By establishing that vision, everything came under that umbrella. No, nobody had a, a pet project over here, over right. there. Men's Ministries wasn't over here doing something different. It, 
everything we do is to create opportunities for people to experience God in a life-changing way. And mm. that clarity helped us make decisions. Uh, like I said, we had a, a choir and an orchestra, a big Christmas production. Mm-hmm. The, the Christmas production was huge. A ton of people in the community would come to it, thousands every year. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't creating opportunities for people to experience God in a life-changing way. And mm, we said, you know, it, it's it's a good thing, but it's not accomplishing the mission. It, we need to be a mission-driven organization. And interesting. by mm-hmm. establishing kind of that filter, it allowed us to to home in on, you know, what do we want to do, what do we want to be busy with, and what mm. don't we want to be busy with. Mm, very cool. Uh, yeah. The the um when you think about the kind of trickle down impacts, are there areas where you know when you look back over the last few years, um, as you've you know focused more tightly on the mission that it's made an impact that you've actually like oh we've changed this we've changed that what are some of those things that you know that you yeah. that, that have made a difference uh, you know yeah. that, that having a better focus on your mission has made a difference. Yeah, um, across the board, I, mm. I would say there's not an area of the church that that hasn't touched. Mm. Um, the, the the big one is. Are that we changed the name of our church. So about three, two years ago, uh, we changed the name. It was Kalispell Christian Center. It, we changed it to be Canvas Church. Um, and, and you mentioned tension a little bit ago. It, that was an example of how we created tension so that we could resolve it later. Um, we, When we got here, it was uh, Kalispell Christian Center. It had been that way for a long time. That kind of represented the old way of doing things. The, mm-hmm. the choir, the orchestra, that, that's how we were known in the community. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know, let's introduce kind of uh, this new name. And it, it was CalCC. It, that was mm-hmm. what our URL was, calcc.org. And okay. <laughs> so the kids department, everybody called us CalCC. The adults called us Christian Center. Mm-hmm. And we said, let, let's intentionally let this tension be mm-hmm. because – People are going to be frustrated. Well, what are we? Are we Christian Center? Are we CalCC? Who are we? <laughs> and so we're able to come in and say, look, we know we need to change the name. We don't like either of these. So now let's come together, be Canvas, and everybody rallied together. Mm. So by not coming in and resolving that tension right away, we're able to say we kind of left it there, let it grow. And mm-hmm. then at the right time, we were able to point people and say, hey, this is where we want to go. Mm-hmm. So that was an example of uh, one way that we were able to say, hey, you know what? Our vision is important, and mm-hmm. here's how we can join together in that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Now, one of the things, even just listening to you, I hear a lot of teamwork, a lot of, oh, uh, you know, where you use we language a lot. Tell me yeah. about that. What kind of, um, you know, how does teamwork play into what you're doing at, at uh, you know, at Canvas? Everything we do is teams. That mm. um, one of our values, it, it came about, I think, in message number two, maybe, uh, from Pastor Kevin Lee. He said, you know, we, we want to be a we church. It's not a me church. It's not a you church. It's we. And that actually ended up as one of our values is we mm, church, mm. That, that we do church together. And from the top level leadership team, it's, it's never been Kevin's church and Kevin's preaching. It's never mm. been John's worship. It's the worship team, the mm. teaching team. Kevin's mm. the primary communicator. No doubt about that. Everybody mm. knows who he is. Mm-hmm. But he's doing everything he can to raise up new leaders, new communicators, new worship leaders, um, that everything we do is as a team. And we really feel like, you know, what's the line? You, you can go faster by yourself, but you can go farther together. Mm-hmm. That really we are, we are going farther because we're going together. And mm-hmm. we're highly collaborative. I think we might get into later some of the tools that we use to collaborate, but, mm-hmm. uh, but everything we do is collaborative. We mm-hmm. do everything together and uh, when we succeed, we succeed as a team. And when we fail, we pick it apart as a team and say, mm-hmm. hey, how, how did we do this? What, mm-hmm. Why did we end up here? And 
and we learn from it and we grow. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? What are some of those ways that you're, you know, collaborating? Give us some examples of yeah. that. Um, tangible one. Every Tuesday we get together as a pastoral team and uh, we we all set the agenda. So we use Google Docs for everything. We've got a, a Google Doc for every week and we all come in and contribute to the agenda. So Pastor Kevin will have a few points, mm -hmm. but whoever wants to can create their own components of the agenda. And uh, so it, then we all go through and it's not his meeting, it's our meeting. Mm -hmm. That we as a pastoral team mm -hmm. are contributing equally to the mm -hmm. meeting. He's the leader, but mm -hmm. we're all contributing equally. Mm -hmm. Very um, cool. So that's one. You know, we have a, a pretty unique culture that mm -hmm. we, we fight hard to keep our culture, to maintain our culture. Mm -hmm. We say that we we never have a culture. We're always creating our culture. Mm -hmm. and That's good. Um, and so in that, we, you know, everything we do is to establish that culture, to create that culture. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, it, we've kind of defined it. Mm -hmm. We defined it as a team and then we enforce it together as a team. Mm. Very cool. What do you guys do? You know, I, th I know some churches, they struggle around. They're willing to do um, evaluation on the fringes. Let's say, well, we had a special event and, and we evaluated that. What do you yep. guys do about the core stuff? So like mm -hmm. weekend services, teaching, you know, are you doing anything on that to kind of evaluate what's happening there? Absolutely. Constantly and immediately is how we view feedback. Okay, um, so like nothing is above, n nothing is too big or too small to be evaluated. Mm -hmm. If any one thing makes us cringe, we talk about it and we fix it right away. Mm -hmm. it, it could be, you know, the coat rack in the lobby. You know, yeah. I've always not liked that. It, it, done. It's gone. Um, that point in your message, I, I didn't like that. It, done. It's gone. It's changed. Um, mm -hmm. Pastor Kevin, he preaches for the first time on a Thursday afternoon. And there's a whole team there to evaluate it. Mm -hmm. And so he says, I'm not above this evaluation. It really starts with him. He says that um, if we're going to have a, a culture that values uh, uh, collaboration, that values kind of working together, I can't be above the critique. So mm -hmm. he preaches his whole message. The team comes back and says, hey, I like this point. I didn't like that point. Let's revise here. Um, and really gives a lot of voice for people to work into his message. Mm -hmm. um, very cool. So and and then between gatherings as well. So mm. between the you know nine and ten thirty, he'll sit down with a group of people and say, hey, you know, how did that go? How does this work? How can I improve here? That it's constant, it's immediate, and then it's fixed. So mm. it's in that it's there's not like evaluations every six months. Hey, you know that point that you did three months ago? <laughs> really it, you know, right. It's immediate and right. we're able to make mid-course corrections because of it. Absolutely. Well, I, there may be people listening in there like, whoa, that's a lot of evaluation. Um, yeah. wh what do you do? I, I'm sure on the other end, um, yeah. you do a lot of celebration as well because a big part of, you know, you the more, in fact, I found in my own ministry, the more we kind of ratchet up the, okay, we're going to be constantly improving. You've got to ratchet up the celebration. What does that look it's like true. in your culture? Again, with everything, it's very corporate. Um, mm -hmm. We call it celebrating wins. Celebrating mm -hmm. wins is the core of what we do. It, it's really kind of, we say that celebrating wins is the fuel for the vision. Mm -hmm. That uh, we as a team gather together, the whole team, everybody in the organization, it's a mandatory meeting, Tuesday mornings, and we'll spend 20 minutes just spouting off wins, one after the other after the other. Um, 
that it's, you know, this person came for the first time. This person heard about Canvas for the first time. This person's life was a mess and they got connected to Canvas and now they're doing great. Uh, this person got baptized. This is their story. It, just incredible wins from everybody in the organization because everybody carries that onus that says, I am the church, that I, I don't just work here, but I am. And uh, so as we're out doing life, as we're recording baptism videos, we share those wins. And the important thing about sharing those wins is that we don't just celebrate what happened in the past, but mm -hmm. we celebrate what happened in the past so that we can look forward. Mm -hmm. So every every win that we celebrate has mm -hmm. to be attached to the vision mm -hmm. or it doesn't count. Right. So, you know, we'll say, hey, this person got saved this last week. Well, it's pretty easy to tie to the vision because their life was changed, <laughs> you know, or this person came to campus for the first time or got plugged in. How is that? Well, that's helping us create opportunities that mm. everything we do, again, ties back to that vision. And celebrating wins is a, a fantastic corporate way to say, hey, we as a church, we together are accomplishing the, the mission that we're setting out to do. Hmm, very cool. Well, changing yeah. directions a little bit. When yeah. you think about um, kind of your weekend services, what you're doing there, um, you know, I know, uh, as you mentioned it earlier, you talked about how you had kind of like a big, um, you know, Christmas thing. I know a lot of churches will do kind of big days or big special days. How has that, you know, how, how does that impact what you do on the weekends? Are you, yeah, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, yeah for us, we everything is about the weekend. Okay. Everything we do is about the weekend. And mm -hmm. uh that was one of the, the key drivers of kind of that turnaround right at the beginning. We said that non-negotiable, we will be all about the weekend. Every mm. weekend is game day. That's it, why we do everything. We staff mm. that direction. We, we put all of our resources into the weekend. Um, and kind of the three big pillars of that are worship, word, and kids ministry. Mm. That we will have relevant Bible teaching. That when you come in, it, the Bible is preached and that it will change your life. Mm -hmm. that uh, worship is engaging, it's powerful, it's dynamic. Mm -hmm. And kids' ministries, we are a family-minded church, that mm. we love kids. We are known in our community. If you've got a family, you've got to be at Canvas. Mm. That what we've got going on for kids is phenomenal. So we've said that no matter what we do, where we go, what it looks like, those three pillars will always be in place because worship word and kids' ministries is at the core of what we do. Mm. Um, cool. And then from there we said every weekend is going to be consistent. You know, mm -hmm. we were defined a little bit by, you know, we had this special music this week and we had this special speaker that week. And okay. you know, we were always doing something special <laughs> that after time, this special kind of wore off. And yes. we said, no, it, every weekend is a great weekend to bring your friend. If mm -hmm. you don't know who Jesus is, it's a great weekend to come. If you've mm -hmm. been a uh, Christ believer your whole life, it's a great weekend to come. That mm -hmm. when you come, it doesn't mean we're going to sing the same songs every weekend, mm -hmm. but it's going to feel the same. You know what to expect when you walk in. Mm -hmm. And that really built a lot of confidence. As mm -hmm. we were turning around the church, as we were making a lot of changes, people, we'd encourage people, hey, invite your friends, invite your friends. And they would because they knew what was going to happen. They mm -hmm. knew that it was going to be a great experience, worship, word, kids, ministries, mm -hmm. and that week after week it was going to be the same thing. So mm -hmm. that really built confidence in people to invite their friends. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah at that point it was good just exponential yeah, that's that's very good. I think that's a subtle, um, you know, a subtle thing. I just want to underline here. I know um, in you know in our church as we've been growing, a part of um, and as I've led you know churches that have grown, there's this. I think sometimes we we talk about the value of excellence in our weekend services, and although that's important, I I think mm-hmm. it's important to do an excellent job. I like what you've hit on with consistency because I think yeah. actually consistency I think is actually a bigger bigger deal than excellence because. When, when you think about when someone, all our churches grow because people invite their friends. All our mm-hmm. churches grow because someone tells their friend they should come. If I tell my friend, you know, when you're going to show up this weekend at Canvas, you man, they've got great kids ministry and they've got like a, a killer band and like great worship music and great teaching. And if I ask them like, oh, what's the, tell me about the music. What's that like? And they explain, you know, like a, a great band or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I show up to Canvas and that weekend you have an orchestra. And oh, man. it's like a hundred piece orchestra oh. and it's amazing quality. Like it's not, it's not like, it's not bad. It's actually really right. good quality um, that I've created attention because I, I've, I've now not missed the, I've, I've missed yeah. the expectation. Absolutely. It's not actually an issue of um, quality. It's an issue of consistency. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, it's interesting, interesting. You say excellence. That's a line we use a lot is mm-hmm. the difference between good enough and excellence. Yep. That, for us, we define good enough as some the end user. So the end user defines the good enough line. And, and we use this language all the time that somebody walks in and they'll, they define what's good enough. That if they cringe, it's not good enough. Right. But it, so often we'll spend so many resources going from good enough to excellent mm-hmm. that they never even, they don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, a perfect example is we did a, a recent remodel and it was a, a few million dollars and in the remodel, we were running over budget or mm-hmm. in the design design phase. So we said, well, we have to cut something. And mm-hmm. we had this elaborate wooden pallet ceiling thing and it was going to cost a ton of money. And we said, you know, we could put a couple of pallets suspended, paint the rest of it black and we'll get the same feel. Mm. Whenever people walk in, they don't look up and think, man, that should have an elaborate wood ceiling that has all this and that. <laughs> they, walk in, right. they walk in and say, man, this place is beautiful. Yes. They don't notice what could have been excellent. But mm-hmm. we can take that few thousand dollars and put mm-hmm. that better elsewhere mm-hmm. because it's good enough. Mm-hmm. If they walked in and said, man, this place is really needing some help, well, that's not good enough. They're, right. they're cringing. They notice it. So right. for us, it's about the allocation of resources that, that good enough, we have to be above the good enough line in everything we do. Mm. Um, and by not going for absolute excellence, we can spread our resources around a little farther. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where uh, we ask similar questions to everybody that's on the episode. Today, I'm super privileged, honored to have Phil Christensen with us from Canvas Church. This is a church you need to follow. Man, they've just been involved in some explosive growth recently. Just a great church doing lots of great things. So I hope you'll uh, check them out. Well, Phil, what is an online resource that you've been using that has been helping you these days? Uh, first one that comes to mind is Slack. Slack. Uh, you probably heard of yes. Slack. It's... Um, it's huge in what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, communication is at the core of everything we do. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be possible without Slack. All the different channels that we've got, Slack is key. Uh, Google Docs is mm-hmm. incredible. We use shared calendars. We use shared docs, shared drive folders. Um, every team has its own structure uh, within Google Docs. Uh, mm-hmm. Wonderlist is another one. Yep. It's a to-do app. And we have, a, like all of our counseling, for instance, goes on Wonderlist. And the person who receives all the calls We'll make some notes in there and then assign it to different people. We'll okay. follow up. We'll add notes on there and then we'll check it off. So Very cool. 
those ones are, would be top of the list for sure. Nice. Uh, what's a book you've read in the last six months that's shaping your thinking or ministry? Uh, recently just revisited Sticky Teams by Larry oh, yeah. Oliver. Great, great, great book, yeah. Fantastic book. Generational IQ is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, it really kind of helps us. We're a multi-generational church that we we lean into the wisdom of the old and we gear to the young. And in that, we need to understand the different generations. Generational IQ really helped us kind of narrow that down. Uh, Teams That Thrive mm-hmm. is a fantastic That's book a that book. really describes a lot of what we do uh, mm-hmm. in our culture of collaboration and, and working mm-hmm. together as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very good. Yeah, Great by Choice is another one, Jim Collins. Nice. Dude, you're an avid reader. That's good. <laughs> we are. We learn together, and that's a part of our growth. Good, good, good. Um, what's another ministry you're looking to that's inspiring you these days? Yeah, we just went on a tour of church. We went down to California, visited mm-hmm. Saddleback Church, mm-hmm. uh, Mariners, L.A. Hillsong. Saddleback that's really, uh, there were a couple things about their volunteerism that we really liked and kind of grabbed mm-hmm. onto, so... Mm-hmm. We're looking at how they do things there. Mm-hmm. New Life Church over in Renton, Washington is another one mm-hmm. um, that really, they're a couple steps ahead of us and we're learning a lot from them. So good. It, uh, two Very lead good. pastors are good good friends. So Good. Yeah. The um, uh, Mariners Church, I think, is the nicest church facility I've ever been to. It's, yeah, it's uh, incredible. If, if anyone who's listening in or gets a chance to visit there, you should. They're about 15 minutes from Disneyland and their facilities, uh, you know, echo that. It's amazing. It's an incredible it, it's true. facility. It's uh, I'm like, man, if I was a total pagan, I'd go to church here. It's so nice. <laughs> um, that's great. Anyways, if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, who would you want to get that with and why? Yeah, recently I've been intrigued by Craig Groeschel. Obviously, oh, yeah. he's not a new name, but yep. just... Read more of his stuff. It, he has a laser focus that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, just his, his is it Cazone, his book that he wrote, kind of encouraging people in that book, but throughout everything to just live life to its fullest, to live the adventure of life. It really resonates with me it, that so many people just kind of numbly get through life. And mm-hmm. to inspire people to live life on mission is just kind of at the core of who I am, but we as a whole team as well. Very cool. Well, I'm sure, you know, leading at Canvas it is uh, is hard and you've got a lot going on. It's growing so quickly. What do you do to just when you want to kick back, relax, For you sure. know, have some fun? Yeah, tons of family time. I've got a wife, two kids, um, have lots of fun with them. It, personally, I'm in the middle of restoring a 49 Ford pickup truck. Oh, I ride motorcycles. Cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. uh, and then we're right here at the foothills of Glacier National Park. So we get up there a good number of times each year and go for hikes and climbs and swimming in glacial lakes and we have lots nice. of fun. Cool. That's great. That 49 truck, that's pretty cool. That's how long is yeah. that? Is that going to be like a five, six year project or are you thinking shorter than that? Probably. I picked it up this last year. It was sitting in a guy's garage for 37 years oh, and my goodness. Wow. I got it run at the end of last year and so now I've got to go through and it doesn't have any breaks. I, I hear you want breaks before you can get it running. <laughs> nice. Well, Phil, I really appreciate you on the show today. If Absolutely. people want to get in touch with you or with the church, what's the best way for them to do that? All of our contact information is at our website, canvaschurch.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of our emails and phone numbers and all that is there. Uh, we're also on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all of those. But primarily our website, canvaschurch.com. Uh, got some good stuff going on. Great. Thanks so much, Phil. Appreciate being on the show today. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.